This is Corolla Digital. Hi, I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And this week, on This Week with Larry Miller, you've heard about the Battle of Britain, you've heard about the Battle of the Bulge, I will tell you about the Battle of the Thermostat, the worst of all. Tune in to LarryMillerPodcast.com and we'll see you here. Today's CarCast is sponsored by Encore Insurance Services, LLC. For free life insurance quote today, give them a call, 866-347-5748, or you can visit their website at smartterm.com. Again, give Encore a call, see if they can help you save. Let them do the work for you. 866-347-5748. Licensing and disclaimer information can be found at smartterm.com. Now, it's time for this week's CarCast with your host, Adam Carolla, and moderator, Matt D'Andrea. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Mandate. Get it on. Welcome to yet another CarCast. I'm Adam Carolla. That's Matt, the moderator, D'Andrea. Good friend. Bo Bachman in studio from for a second I thought I was your good friend. No, (laughs) barely an (laughs) associate. (laughs) I just use you to get me cars. Yes, Bo Bachman is uh, out here representing uh, Galp and Ford, and uh, of course uh, all the cool stuff they do over at uh, Gas, the uh, Galp and Autosport. Quite a business. I mean, Galpin, Jaguar, Galpin, you know, everything. Aston Martin, Lincoln. Well, we, do, we do a few things. Thanks, we Adam, for having me on. Matt, good to see you, pal. Good, good to you. be here. Our pleasure. Um, <coughs> Bo has uh, brought the supercar. We'll get into that yeah. when we go out and sort of uh, unveil it. We took a nice walk around that thing. I believe it was at Pebble Beach when we were over at, at the, the Quail Lodge. Quail Lodge. Yeah. It's uh, so sort we of, teased the photos of this before already, but this thing yeah, is so cool. Loosely based on the Ford GT, but well, pretty heavily based. I mean, it's a, it's it's pretty much a GT on steroids, kind of. Yeah, concept behind it was really, uh, you know, what the Ford GT may have looked and performed like had it continued its evolution. So we try to have it, you know, it's kind of an evolutionary uh, car is the way we try to think of it as. There was a Shelby something. Yes, that looked. A lot like what you brought us today yes. that I remember seeing parked. The best part of going to Pebble Beach is the experimental lawn right. yeah, that yeah. you pass by and you, you always go, is Aston Martin really going to build that yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of that. Yeah. And I remember probably was, 08, 07, 08, a good few years ago. Yeah, there was two of the concept. <laughs> there, was, there was sort of the – the modern day Cobra, which was the Roadster, right. and then there was another one, right? There was the and one that, that was, was the uh, the Shelby GR1, they called it, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of uh, meant to be a spiritual successor of the Daytona, so it had kind of that element to it, so right? Absolutely, right. it's got that uh, GR1 and Ford GT uh, kind of uh, mixture in there. There's definitely some design cues. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're seeing some <coughs> oh. pictures of it here. <coughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry, I never cough, but for some reason, uh, he's dying just be allergic there. to high performance. <laughs> that's, that's probably what it is. Um, yeah. Bo, uh, the, the, the company Galpin has been around for for quite some time, and, and Galpin started. Well, actually, 
It was funny because our, our good friend uh, Les Kennedy over there at Classic Dotson hit me up uh, a few months back. He always finds cars. He, whenever I tell – if I say to um, Les, I just bought a house, I'm totally strapped, and I don't have any money, he'll call back two days later and go, I found a car. <laughs> That's <laughs> his, whole, yeah. his whole thing. Right. He found a Pinto nice. that was a – B sedan, not a B sedan, a 2.5 Trans Am Pinto, <laughs> really? and it was sponsored by Galpin Ford. No kidding. You know from what? Like I think, 1973 or something. How do you I think I might have collection. pictures of that car. Yeah, yeah, I just saw them. We're you know, just going through stuff. Yeah, Pinto was a cool little car because uh, unlike a lot of the American stuff that was going on back then, it was an overhead cam car with like aluminum. Had an overhead cam, okay, and they ran those, meaning it was like a, a base. Like the Pinto itself was not a high performance car, but the but engine sexy. it was sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you got late. No, but the base of the engine, which was like the I don't know 1.8 or two liter, whatever, had aluminum yeah. head, pretty pretty okay. exotic yep. for American cars back in the seventies. And I think it had a timing belt that ran a pulley outside of the head. Oh, yeah. You like that look. And very European. <laughs> yes. Right. And thus, a lot of guys would use that Pinto motor as the base motor and like their Formula V or whatever. Their, whatever. A lot okay. of cars had like, you know, with the side draft Webers and Powered stuff by on Pinto. them. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what does a Trans Am Pinto have under yeah. the hood? It has the same, you know, it's basically, (laughs) it's out there, was out there competing, I think, with the Dots and 510s and the Alpha GTVs and that kind of stuff. Yeah, look, if you get 200 horsepower out of it, it's competitive. Yeah, they could. And I got to find out now whether that had a 1.8 or a 2 liter. Yeah, what happened to the car? Does he still uh, have it? We're looking into it. We're, Uh you know, the problem is, is then he comes up with another car. Yeah, right. And then he comes up, it's always a conversation of, uh, some guy named Herb. Guy named Herb. Herb. There's Herb. Herb. Yeah. Some guy named Herb. Herb's he's somewhere. The Herb's the food. He's not in a good mood, but he's getting older. He's pretty crotchety. Yeah. He's pretty nuts. <laughs> he doesn't like most people, but Les has a good relationship with right. him. Right. And he, he he's not willing to sell the car yet. Yeah. Right, right. But to the right guy. And then Herb has a plan. Right. Like Herb's gone, well, right now. The engine's out of the car. Yeah. And he wants to get the engine back into the car, right. and then he wants to go down to road Atlanta and do the MIDI, and then, then yeah. Yeah. he's going to sell the car. Yeah. But Herb's 72. And he's and been he, doing that for 20 years. Engine's right? been yeah. out of the car since 1986. <laughs> his glasses <laughs> are as thick as bottles. Right. You know? And I don't know what the chances of Herb getting that engine back in that car right. and running it at road Atlanta. I, that, I love the guys but, that But he's are, got a plan. He's got a plan. I yeah. love the guys that are selling a vehicle, but... You purchasing it is all on their terms. You know, it's yes. like, yes. you give me money, but then here's all, all my rules in addition to your money. Yeah, that, that, that's the, that's the, the joy of collecting cars and finding all these little treasures out, though, right? And, I mean, yeah. and, the, and the sort of... You're going to have to bid against Bo now. You shouldn't have said that. You should have brought it here, fixed it, <laughs> right. then sold it to Bo. His pockets are bottomless. <laughs> I wish. can't go up again. It's like a... Huge defense contract. Yeah. I'm not going to win this bid. I mean, what is the Galpin Pinto race car market these days? Yeah, it's probably in the 30-something, mid-30s range. Yeah. Uh, a, yeah a, it's a, not a too cool, bad. A cool piece. 
I, uh, a lot for a Pinto, it sounds like, though. <laughs> probably would set a record <laughs> yeah, right. for a Pinto, unless John yeah. Lennon owned a right. Pinto right. 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 or right. Steve McQueen yeah. owned a Pinto, and we're not aware of it. But it's going to move at Gooding. The, uh, it is, yeah, it, it is, is heavy hilarious. It is funny that the uh, – yeah, RM or Gooding. It is funny when the guys who have the cars – there is a – Bo, you know this from collecting cars. There's a certain psychology – and a certain way you have to sort of approach it. Yes. Because there's a lot of these guys going, I don't need the money. I want this car to go somewhere. I want this car to be driven. You right, know, right. I want, and then you go, oh, no, I'll absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know me. Anything you know? Want Has anybody ever said, <laughs> oh, I'm not your guy. I'm not your guy. Yeah. There you go. I will drive. You know, but I have probably gotten certain cars based on getting other cars and racing those cars right. and then going, oh, yeah, I'm going to take your car and I'm going to race your car. And there's this sort of pride where they want it out there. They want mm-hmm. it to be seen. Well, that's kind of the beauty of it, though. You know you know that they actually do love and care about their car and they want it to go to a good place. And I can actually really appreciate that. And I, you know, I, I always think that that's, uh, you know, that's their right. It's their property. And I kind of admire that when people are that passionate about the thing that they own and making sure that it's going to a good home, you know? Yeah. We've uh, we found a, oh, a Cosworth. Pinto. Right? Cosworth oh, Pinto. Pinto did have a... I, I know Vega... Vega had a Cosworth. They had a See, Vega. Now I'm learning about Pinto. Yeah. You know, we were big Pinto. You the know, that was one of our, one of our funnest things. The internet is not wrong. Well, hold oh, on yeah. a second. <laughs> there was a Ford um, Cosworth Vega, and and there was a factory Vega Cosworth Vega, but. Wow. I don't remember a Cosworth Pinto, but that does not mean somebody did not get a Cosworth motor and put right. it in a Pinto. Yeah, he called it Cosworth Pinto. Well, I, it looks like it. it anyway, says, I think yeah, that's project. a cool idea, yeah. though. Like, like that's a that's a cool idea. It's like, hey, let's race the well, hell out of a Pinto. You, I've never you guys, heard of engine in it. Galpin must have sold quite a few units of Pintos. Oh, we have this whole amazing Pinto history. We were doing custom front ends on Pintos and wild paint jobs. And, uh, you know, even our fl- – you see the flying Pinto, the actual flying car that uh, we were involved in, in in the 70s? No. Oh, this was amazing. Oh, and, I've seen it in the yeah, museum. Well, it, uh, it, it was a um, – you know, the, the idea was that you would you know drive your car to the airport, your Pinto, you would attach the wings, sure. you'd fly to your destination, you'd take off the wings, and then you'd have your car to drive around. Oh, there it is. It was yeah. actually, I uh, do yeah, remember. there yes. it is, the Mizar, they called it. It yeah. actually really worked. It flew. Look at that. Um, it looks like something out of the Cannonball Run movies. Yeah, it actually inspired the uh, the James Bond, uh, you know, uh, Man with the Golden Gun, the sure. flying uh, matador. Right. Uh, that's what inspired it. They actually wanted to use that for the James Bond film, and then unfortunately it had a uh, not so fly. happy ending because yes. <laughs> it didn't fly. Well, um, unfortunately, the, uh, the the guy that was the chief engineer and the owner of the project uh, wanted to take it out, and the uh, the test pilot said uh, no effing way uh, with the weather, and he said I'm going up anyway. And unfortunately, the test pilot was correct, and uh, one <laughs> of the wings came off, and that was the end of that oh, up yeah, in Camarillo. Yeah, it was a terrible Pinto crash. crash. Wow. Yeah, terrible. So that uh, unfortunately was the end of that. If there was any vehicle that i would not want to fall a thousand feet and be inside of it would be a pinto right yes i'd rather be in a vending machine what, what you, was, you really can't 
understand that if you look at that that wreckage picture, it doesn't look like anything is there. I mean, it's yeah. just wires never, and just wreckage. Never a good sign when they have to go to the dental records of the actual aircraft. Right. Like where you go, <laughs> yes, I don't uh, know what that started life out as. Right. What was the car that fell out of the sky at the end of the Blues Brothers? Oh, well, that was what, the... Uh, oh. Uh, kind of similar, right? No, I thought that I'm was pretty sure that was a Pinto. See? Oh, was it really? A Pinto? Yeah, the Illinois Nazis driving the Pinto. Oh, it really? It was. Real? So there you go. Oh, there you okay, go. that I got to look up now. To, <laughs> not that I don't trust you over there, but uh, so, that, so that would be pretty weird. Galpin goes way <laughs> back. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is Googling Illinois Nazis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, you, had it, you have it going over. You had there. Oh, they right? had that wagon, though. They had that red wagon. Yeah, yeah. There's does look like a Pinto wagon from here. Um, that would be um, (laughs) So Galpin has a a rich history with customization, racing, uh, alteration, high performance. Yes, it's a Pinto wagon. And you basically uh, don't – let me put words in your mouth, Bo. But so Galpin gets out of the gate with all this kind of stuff. Right. And then at a certain point, I don't know, in the 90s or something, just kind of gets back to just selling cars. And oh, they've always always offered yeah. you know the evil Knievel F one fifty and stuff like that, but they kind of <laughs> right, right. Uh, bad truck. They tapered yeah. off a little all the crazy modifications Correct. and all that kind of stuff. And then yeah. you basically came back and you said, "I want to open up basically a, a customization shop, a race shop." Well, it, yeah, that's actually exactly what happened. Uh, you know, I I'm really blessed. You know, we have a, this wonderful rich history. We've been customizing cars for 60 years now, and that happened to be the same year that my dad uh, started Galvin as a salesman. And uh, that was the first custom that was a, uh, a Ford convertible, and it was on the cover of Motor Trend. It was named one of the top 10 customs of the year by Motor Trend, so really, really amazing. And yeah, we were doing all kinds of really fun things. Vans. The conversion van industry, that's some of our funnest, wackiest you know, stuff, and off-road trucks, and you know, a lot with uh, performance. We were uh, very heavily involved in racing. Uh, Ron Hornaday was uh, actually a mechanic when my dad was a salesman, and then he became our uh, service manager when my dad became the salesman manager and uh, we were the uh, West Coast NASCAR champions for four years in a row, mm-hmm. 61 to 64, and uh, actually used that uh, racing. Uh, and Ron developed uh, specialized uh, uh, suspensions that we used to do and uh, you know, all kinds of really cool things that we actually learned on the track that we you know, brought into the car. So it wasn't just about design and doing some you know, wacky paint jobs. It was performance and you know, really going through all the you know, everything on the car. So you're exactly right. I came in uh, to do our advertising in about 2000, 1999, about that time. And, um, you know, I went, yeah, yeah, we're still painting cars. You know, there's like paint jobs out there. And, yeah, we got wheels and tires and tent, you know, some basic stuff. But, you know, you look back at our history, like, this is some fun stuff, man. This is really uh, uh, yeah, this is really wild, and it, it really got attention. And I thought, well, why don't we do it as kind of a marketing deal? You know, create somebody. We had this calendar that we were doing. I said, why don't we make it a, a Galpin calendar that's about custom cars, build some kind of wacky mobile. Well, not wacky mobiles, but some pretty outrageous things, some of them pretty wacky, and um, and use that for promotion and the calendars and then, and then sell them. And that's uh, exactly what we did and kind of relaunched that whole uh, wilder custom side as well as focusing on, you know, true performance and getting into that uh, into that side of it. So really kind of tapping into our entire history of customizing and racing. And then, um, 
And then we had this strip mall we were doing nothing with. And I said, well, why don't we – my dad always talked about a Galpin toy store. I said, why don't we just do it there and actually instead of just Fords, let's customize all makes and models. And let's expand the type of customizing that we're, you know, we're doing. So every year we're kind of developing that business and getting into even more and, and – uh, uh, you know, bigger projects, and you know, this is a for me, a, a, literally a dream come true. It's couldn't, it couldn't be having more fun. What is we're looking at George Barris right now in front of the <laughs> yeah. Bat F one fifty? Yeah, that was is, a project with uh, Jared, his grandson. He wanted to uh, 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 to do a truck to pull the Batmobile. What is uh, <laughs> we sold it? What's the big seller right now in terms of, other than the Bat truck? Other yeah. than the Bat truck, like yeah. when people. Uh, you know, obviously they're they're mussing around with their uh, Mustangs and their F one fifties, but the the hot item in the store when people come in and come into gas and want to want to massage something, what what seems to be the most popular? Well, um, if you're talking about on new cars, you're right. It's more of the the Mustangs, F one fifties, more of the performance uh, types. Although we do get quite a bit now in the smaller car range, so. Focus and Fiesta, especially like the STs, yeah, uh, doing a lot of that. But you know, more and more, what we're doing is more classic cars, uh, resto modding, and uh, ge- general performance and building cars like that, and getting into the hot rod business now. And so it's um, it continues to be kind of a you know, kind of a higher volume of the normal stuff that we do every day, and then really. Uh, uh, having fun with some classics, and then we do a lot of you know corporate builds and those types of things, and kind of the those kind of wild. So it's kind of uh, for me, um, that's what I love is doing the variety of things. Yeah, you know, the uh, not Galp- just sticking to one little thing. Yeah, the the Galpin the museum, which I've been able to pass through a few times, has just this weird, eclectic, crazy mix of cars, old and new. But it's not, you know, I I don't understand why some guys do that thing where they just go. I'm a Mopar man. Right. And they go, I'm into Mopars. And they're like, you're not in anything else? Nothing. Well, it's got to have a hammy. It's got to be a Mopar. Right. And it's like, why? Why? It's it's almost, and I, 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 I understand it, but like, you know, the dudes that are just like, uh, I'm just into the Polynesian right, chicks. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, man, but there's hot there's hot blonde chicks and there's hot brunette chicks. There's hot redheads. There's black chicks Isn't out that there. Isn't the truth? I just like this one. It's like, why are you limiting <laughs> yourself? Exactly. Yeah, but right. here's what you should do. Say, I'll take any chick that's hot. Right. But don't limit yourself to this one group. It's <laughs> exactly. like just going, yeah. I only eat Thai food. Like, why? There's so much good out there. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, you go through there and you see... Uh, you know, uh, Ford, you know, Shelby GT350 Mustangs in there. But then you see the uh, Aston Martin, um, what the hell's that crazy sedan? Laganda. Laganda. Yeah. And they're just, you just, you'd never see those two next to each other in anyone's right. collection. They're both cool and crazy yeah. and weird for their time and fun and fast. And they're just, why not? I don't. I don't get. I mean, I'm, I'm Bo's very eclectic. Anything yeah. that flips his cookie makes it in there. Yeah, but, pretty much. And you like you like all the cool custom fun stuff that was made. Like uh, he the likes, models. He likes, like the show, the show rods. We're kind of into now. You know, that's kind of become our paint. I the love the sparkly, sparkly paint. paint. Well, you oh, found. Man. I think there's a story <laughs> behind one of them you found in Mexico. Well, that's the uh, the Big Daddy Roth uh, Orbitron. So we probably have the largest collection of Big Daddy Roth cars and memorabilia anywhere now. 
Uh, and that's it, basically the stuff we remember as kids making as models. Exactly. Model yeah. kits and T-shirts. Seeing in the magazines. I mean, it, that's what you do is go to shows with these wild cars and sell T-shirts yeah. and model kits. I mean, that's right. really what it was about. I, I will say this about uh, at least the, the Galpin Autosports side of, of the business is if you, if you just come to, to California on vacation, you're going to go to the Peterson Automotive Museum if you like cars. But then you should go buy Galpin because the museum is killer. But you also have like one of the only – Real speed shops, basically, yeah. there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's not full-on speed shop, but you guys got a cool thing in there. You can walk in. You can see crate engines and superchargers. Absolutely. But the uh, the Big Daddy Roth, Roth portion, portion of the museum looks like the shelf of a toy store, but blowing up to full size. <laughs> like that right whole on. side of the building right now is just the coolest – you know, furry interiors and sparkly paint, and fur. it looks like all of the all of these these toys in real life. They're so wacky and cool. And the one you found in Mexico, the Orbitron. Yeah, that was the Orbitron. So that was uh, one of the funnest uh, uh, restoration projects uh, w- that we've ever done. You know, we we restore a lot of cars, mostly you know American uh, muscle car for the most part. Uh, but pretty wide variety. So this was, you know, now we're really getting into the, we do a lot of uh, uh, show car restoration, but Orbitron was actually found being used as a dumpster outside of a sex shop in Juarez, Mexico, (laughs) in literally the worst part of town in the most dangerous city in North America. And, uh, yeah, we enjoyed going down there. Who found it? How? how, Uh, how? Actually, a a guy by the name of Michael Lightborn. He's uh, from El Paso. And what was he doing uh, there? You know what? That's what he does. He's a, uh, right? (laughs) That's what he does? That's what he does? Hey, man. Okay. Yeah, he trolls the bad neighborhoods of Mexico. Uh, (laughs) But he he actually, that is his thing, is he goes around and tries to find these cars that have been forgotten about. And you wouldn't believe some of the, you know, he's seen a Boss 427, like, on the roof of a house. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the and they're typically totally wrecked, but it's pretty pretty wild. You know, there there it is in front of the sex shop. But um, <laughs> there's a picture of it, yeah. And, and it, it it was kind of unrecognizable. And the guy, you know, was going to take it and turn it into a jacuzzi or something. He said so. <laughs> he got it back over the border. It's part of his marketing plan for yeah. his, for his business, <laughs> right? Right, exactly. But uh, we got it over the border and and, and uh, actually got a lot of the original team that worked on it the first time back together to, to uh, work on it, like Larry Watson and uh, and Billy Carter, who painted the car, actually painted it again. Joe wow. Perez, who did yeah. the interior the first time, it was did rough. it in his same garage in the in, in, uh, that he did it, you know, back in uh, 60, uh, 61, 62. Uh, the wow. original designer, uh, Ed Newton, we uh, were actually doing a project with, oddly enough, and uh, he was there to kind of eyeball and make sure we got all the lines correct because the whole front of the car was torn off. Wow. So it was a real great – and the Roth family was involved and kind of got back together again. So it was a, just a really special uh, project yeah. to be involved in. It's cool you can get the same guys to do it because I don't think you were going to open the drawer and bust out the blueprints on that thing to find out uh, how it was done. No, he never even used a measuring tape fam- no, you can, famously. You can see that. You can see that. And, uh, you know, we, we tried – to really maintain the integrity of the car without changing it. So, like, the taillights look like he just randomly – he did literally randomly, like, just drill holes and then stick a light in there. There's mm-hmm. no line to it. They're right. just all – so you, you can't change that. You just have to leave its imperfections, but it make it as beautiful as possible. So it's probably the best it's ever looked, now, to be you honest. Gotta, now, I know you and I have talked about this before, but you got to explain the three lights in the front with the different colors. 
Well, the uh, the cons- there was a a new technology called color television that was uh, gaining momentum. I've heard of and this. And the mm. idea was that Corollas are just getting on. Yes, <laughs> thinking about squeezing the trigger on Your his first color set. Is, he's, yes. he's thinking of he's toying with the idea. He's still calling it a fad, right? But uh, you know, uh, back then they wanted to showcase that so that the red, yellow, I mean the the red, blue, and green lights were meant to emulate uh, color television, and as they all shone together, it'd be one bright light. Right, and it actually actually does theoretically work if you take a piece of paper in just the right location it is kind of white right <laughs> i i remember this may be about the same time but the, another one of those colored combination uh, illuminated devices we didn't have one but other people did seems like the bachmans may have had one of these in front of your Christmas tree, you'd put that stupid, oh. sp- that that circular. It was blue, red, and white, or whatever that, it yeah. is. I'm not remembering this. Uh, it no, might be a little it, before same my thing. Time. It was like it was a piece of like plexiglass. It looked like an oscillating fan. It was set up like a fan. Oh, right, right. And it had a light bulb behind it. Mm-hmm. And you, and this thing would just slowly turn, and it would just sort of kind of cast a shadow on your. <laughs> But your but your 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 uh your your Christmas tree would never it would never turn red or blue or anything. It just sort of lo- it was worthless right. during the kind day. Vaguely cast. Yeah. It was just another thing to help your tree catch on fire. Right. Like January 9th, you know. You know, we never had one of those either. Oh. I kind of feel uh, uh, deprived. I remember a few people that had them. I don't it was one of those things where people just bought them and didn't know what they did and then it, it turned out they didn't do anything. And I, it was back when people would buy like purple and pink Christmas trees and stuff like that. We just our, oh, our, the good our, old days. our color palette was also, I think people were just high back then. But you know, the I don't same think, guys who put monkey fur interior, by the way. Yeah. Blue, yeah. blue monkey fur interior. Is there ever going to be... Where do you find a blue monkey? I, you try, you die them. You got to... You got to... I'm trying to figure, like, you hear about all these stories, these barn finds and all this kind of stuff. Are we now, because of the internet, is that era... There, there had to be this little window that is now basically closed. Now, people still find cars. Right. But what I'm saying is... is that finding something of that historical significance in front of a whorehouse yeah. in Juarez, you know, it's just, I can't <laughs> believe that that's ever going to happen so the, again. The good, I, I the believe good stuff that is that, gone, maybe. Well, here's the weird thing, though. I still get calls on it. I mean, you talk about, I mean, sometimes they're not true barn finds, in other words, forgotten about. But a lot of the, uh, there's still a lot of people that just have their old cars in their garage. They've been there forever. Forever, they forgot them. You know, I remember being a you know a teenager and fantasizing about finding a barn find, right? And thinking, oh, they're probably all gone by, you know, by then. Or when I was in my twenties, they were all gone. And here they keep popping up and appearing. Now yep. we just got a barn find uh, a few years ago. I mean, an original Galpin Ford Shelby GT350, a '65. Total, 65. total barn find, all original, actually a garage find. Right. And, uh, you know, we ended up uh, acquiring the vehicle, and I just got it running. It runs like a clock, by the way, but it still has all the beautiful patina. That, to me, is uh, – that and Orbitron are, are my favorite cars. Uh, my dad hates it, by the way. <coughs> the, Which one? The Mustang Orbitron? or Orbitron? Mustang. Really? He hates it. He why? wants it put back. Oh, yeah. It's like, why would you buy a piece of crap old car that I wouldn't even, you know, allow on the lot in the day? And I'm like, yeah, but it's so damn cool. But at least you got to park next to a fully restored (laughs) GT350, right? Well, right. And and, uh, 
you know, that's the thing. Actually, our, our buddy Bruce Meyer, you know, he was talking about the car. And he said, you know, I could have my uh, GT350 parked next to yours and my other buddies, who's the you know probably the best in the world, and they all want to see your car because it's got you know it's it's got patina. It's it's got a story. It's all original. It's only original once. Yeah. So that's what you know what I love about it and. What my dad hates about it. Now, I, and this is a car that was purchased from Galpin back in the day. Yeah, back in the uh, oh, that, That's especially the reason why you can't right. monkey with it. Oh, yeah. I, did I see this car at RM or Gooding or somewhere at an auction a few years back? It was uh, It was actually at uh, Barrett-Jackson. Oh, Barrett-Jackson. And then we've had it on display you know, up in Pebble Beach and things like that as well. I The, the, the reason is, look. It's it's perfectly it's a perfectly simple explanation. First, I'll talk to your dad and I will tell him this. <laughs> dad, <laughs> anytime, anytime we want, we can restore this thing back and make it a perfect ten. If and we want, right? We have the technology, we have the facility. This is as cool a car as it is. It's incredibly simple. Yeah, absolutely. And very easily done. By us and many other guys Absolutely. in town. So anytime we want, we can put it to how you want to do it. So right. you always have that that window. Number number two, um, there are you know several thousand of these things on the planet, and I don't mean several thousand, but let's just say a thousand that are in incredible condition. Anyone right. can see any one of those at any given car show anywhere around the country any weekend of the year. This. Is they the only cannot. one. Right. The and only one. that, to me, is the argument. Yeah, I've tried that argument. Uh, <laughs> Did your dad sell the car? Do you know who sold it? Uh, well, it was, you know, my dad was a manager uh, back uh, okay. back then, uh, actually, on the lot. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know exactly who uh, uh, directed it. Well, unfortunately, we don't have all the records back then. Yeah. But his other, you know, his other thing is, you know, we sold those for $4,000. Right. And I don't know if you've noticed, but the... The value of GT350s is considerably higher than that today. So I think that might be part of the issue as well. Well, the idea <laughs> that this guy it's, – it's one thing to um, own – let's say you bought a GT350 back in – you bought a 65, right. which are the most expensive of the GT350s. And you bought one and it was $4,000 and you bought it in 65 and you sold it in 68 for – $3,200. Right. Uh, then the notion of doubling back and buying one in 2013 <laughs> for $210,000 is disturbing. It's very disturbing. disturbing. But if you sold 500 of these things at $4,000, right. it has to be just goddamn painful Ugh. to think about that kind of money for something. Probably there's probably some stuff that your dad had where the guy wanted to pay $39.50 and your dad was like, 41 Come on now. <laughs> no, 41 no, an idea yeah, exactly. that his son's paying $218,000 for one uh, 30 years later has got to drive him nuts. Oh, absolutely. Now, and the other thing I say, though, is, you know, we had, like, cobras on the showroom floor, right? And back then, they couldn't get rid of them. They actually had to have sales spiffs to get rid of the Shelbys. Cobras, GT350s, I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. I'm like, you couldn't have just kept one, you know? Like, <laughs> like, you, you know, you could have saved see, us a lot of... I just uh, want to see yeah. photos of the showroom with, like, the red, ta- red tag sale hanging off the, <laughs> right. the window of the Cobra. I've been looking for that. I haven't found, like, the sale uh, right. photo yet, but that would be awesome. I think um, there's a picture somewhere. Well, speaking of awesome, uh, Bo's brought himself uh, their creation. Now, this thing is built at your 
facility? Well, it's a combination. Actually, mm-hmm. the body, the glass, all of that work is done at Metal Crafters because they are really the uh, the exit. Oh, they're they're fantastic. You know, they build a lot of the concept mm-hmm. cars for the OEMs, uh, and uh, they they built other very small, low volume. Uh, uh, you know, they do very extremely low volume manufacturing. Uh, so that's who we went to for the for the body. So those can be done in in uh, carbon fiber. You know, they do the carbon fiber bodies for John Force, and they did the S7s and things like that. And then we really handle the rest. So all the performance side, you know, we, we swap out the uh, uh, the uh, supercharger for a twin turbo system. It gets uh, right now just over 1,000 horsepower. Uh, do the uh, interior, the wheels, tires. Uh, uh, we have a carbon-carbon braking system on there. So it's a... Uh, uh, it's really a, a combination of the two, but uh, we're you know this is uh, just just amazing to be able to get involved in something like this. Well, this, is, gonna... this is what happens when you take a, a Ford GT and throw the best of everything you could possibly imagine at the car. Yeah, and by the way, those uh, Ford GTs, one of in this broadcaster's memory, I don't believe there's really been any modern car that's come out. I mean, there's. A handful, but super low production, but that have had a decent production run that have gone up in value over it's the incredible. last few years. They, yeah. you know, there's certain cars where they made very limited numbers, right. but they made, you know, a couple thousand of these things, right? Yeah, I think uh, uh, 30 like, some uh, hundred vehicles. Right. Off the top that's of my a, head. That's so, a yeah. decent run right. from 04 to 06, is that right? It was uh, 05 and 06. Five and six. And uh, these things are going for, I don't know, Pretty much a hundred more than people paid for. Hundred grand over sticker is that's, what they're uh, going for. Now. That's a pretty good. And the guys that thought they paid too much back in the day are very happy that they did. And the guys that sold it are very unhappy that they did that. Even the, like the golf color ones, like close to three hundred grand now is what they're yeah. going for. It's crazy. The, How uh, many of those were golf made? Liver. That was in the. I, I don't know to answer your question. It was but only built the one year in 06. You had. A couple passed through your showroom. Oh yeah, back in the day. Yeah, we we sold quite a few GTs. Well, let's uh, nice. let me uh, tell you about one of our fine sponsors, Encore, baby. Today's show sponsored by Encore Insurance Services LLC. Look, uh, let's say you get yourself one of those old Cobras. You know, big block on sale. On sale, <laughs> thirty. Thirty-seven hundred bucks over at Galpin, and uh, you wrap that thing around a. Uh, Light pole. Well, what about your kids? What about your family? You need insurance for a free life insurance quote. Give them a call today, 866-347-5748. You can visit their website at smartterm.com. Part of being a responsible parent. You don't know anything about this, Matt, but Bo and I... We got responsibilities, man. Yes, we do. We Responsibility or parent? Because ki- I barely we got kids. <laughs> they must be taken care of. Okay. And you need insurance. If you have insurance, maybe you need a little more. They'll compare the premiums of their highly rated insurance to help you save. Encore can help. Give them a call. 866-347-5748. Also, before we uh, head out and uh, see the supercar, uh, I want to thank you guys for uh, listening to the show. If you want to help out, keep uh, – well, now you got a uh, – you got the Cobra. I did. I dyno tested it the other day. All right. Hold on. <laughs> That had the 302 in it? It's the 302. I'll tell you what the... the uh, don't the, tell me. I'll tell you what the car is supposed to be rated at. Uh, it was supposed to be rated at like 213 or something. 235. Or 235. Okay. It's a little underrated is what they said. What do you think we made at the tires? 
Now keep in mind, there's a there's a two thirty five is supposed to be the crank at the crank. Now uh-huh. there's the dyno jet, which is you lose about ten to twelve horsepower for drivetrain, and there's the Mustang dyno, you lose about ten twenty percent, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, twenty to twenty two percent. We run the Mustang dyno. It's so you rated, lose more. So we lose more. We lose rear about tires 20, at the tires. Always, always a lot devastating. Of already one forty nine. <laughs> we don't know how we made two thirty. What? The car's putting down like 290 really? horsepower. We can't figure out how. We pulled the computer no out way. to see if it was chipped, you and it wasn't. You don't need an engine swap on that, uh, that uh, bad boy. It's the, uh, <laughs> it's the most powerful Cobra on earth. Well, anyway, <laughs> he needs an interior. He needs an engine. He needs suspension. And we got to get rid of that moonroof. Oh, yeah. I'm not a fan yeah. of the moonroof. I took it over to Bodie. Bodie's like, I'll do it. It'll right. cost you. <laughs> Well, that's the point. That's why we ask you, again, uh, be generous. CarCastShow.com, and uh, you can uh, hop on. You can uh, click through the PayPal and throw us a couple bucks. We bring you the big names. We bring you the cool cars. We film it. We do it all. We produce it, but it costs a little something. So help give a little something back. That's all we're saying. Go to iTunes. Give us a nice rating. You know, and then there's the Amazon banners, right? You can click ah. through. You're doing your Christmas shopping. I do all my shopping on Amazon because I got to go out of town and I just have everything mailed there. Right. You can go buy your Canon air filters. That's your right. Master exhaust That's at Amazon. Right. And when you click through our banner, we, we get a little love. something, something, but it doesn't cost you anything else. That's, That's the beauty. By the way, the best kind of charity. <laughs> all right. Let's now hop out to the lot and see Bo's supercar. Well, here it is. The GTR1, Bo Bachman, has brung us. We saw this car at the Quail. It looked great then. It looks great now. Go ahead and brag about it a little bit. Well, you know, we're really proud of this car. Uh, it, uh, we designed it at, uh, at Galvin Auto Sports. Uh, we, it was actually a project that we finished uh, from Metal Crafters. And uh, they hadn't quite gotten the design done yet, but they had some of the concept or the ideas there. So this one's actually uh, all aluminum. It's based on a Ford GT. So uh, really what we've done is taken the, you know, all of the expertise that Ford developed in the GT and really uh, tried to, to say what, what could have the GT been had it continued its evolution uh, in bo- both performance and design. Well, that's, so, that's an interesting thought because, you know, like you, we talk about the Viper. The Viper started yeah. off as a car I didn't really like that much. Right. Aesthetically, it was a little funky and whatever. And then the Viper has evolved nicely, yeah. and now the Viper's a pretty nice pretty machine. Cool yeah. And the Ford GT started off nice, yeah. well ahead yeah. of the Viper, but it's, it's crazy, but it's coming on 10 years it's, since that thing was developed right. and whatever. It's a decade, a long time in car years. It sure is. Imagine what that thing would imagine if they just took the Ford GT program and treated it exactly like the Viper program or the Corvette program or the Mustang program and they right. just kept going and that was really our inspiration that's what we were trying to achieve by uh, by doing this car well so the uh, design wise uh, there was a, a, a car called the Shelby GR1 that uh, Ford came out with as a concept right and this kind of incorporates a little bit of that and uh, it's actually about almost five inches wider th- than a GT um, it has, uh, instead of the uh, supercharger, uh, twin turbo that gets uh, just over 1,000 horsepower uh, right now. Um, <laughs> Look out, Hennessy. Yeah. yeah. 
Hello, John. Um, you know, we did we you know, forged uh, aluminum wheels and uh, a carbon carbon braking system, uh, which they use like an F1 and uh, uh, you know. Not not the best in stop and go traffic, to be honest. But for high speed, it's uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, the wheels real knockoffs? Uh, they actually are real knockoffs. Yes. Door handles. I don't see any safety sort of wire. E oh, no, e yes, they should look familiar to they you. They got some Aston Martin yeah, in them. A little Aston yeah. Martin in them. We're opening interior. Yeah. Now I tell you, the, the gaps, the fit and finish, and the gaps on the bodywork is amazing. It's perfect all the way around. That well, that can't be easy to do on. I, I know a lot of hot rod guys put that much time into it, but right. here you're you're trying to make this as sort of a production vehicle, and there's so Extremely much curves and stuff. Yeah. That well, and that's uh, where Metal Crafters come, comes in, and that's really their expertise, and they're the best in the business at it, uh, along with the, you know doing all the glass work and those types of things. So they they do a phenomenal job. Now the you can get it in all aluminum or carbon amazing. fiber. Correct. Really, uh, for the uh, limited production run that we're looking at, uh, which right now we're targeting six units, uh, we're, we're looking mainly at carbon fiber bodies for that. Okay. The interior is gorgeous. I, you, you wouldn't think that all this blue would work, but man, this is nice. Yeah, it absolutely. Absolutely looks amazing. I love the idea of doing the blue leather. That's cool. And uh, the extra gauges in their own sort of bezels look uh, fantastic yeah. as well. Uh, wow, it's great packaging on the on the turbo. Look at yeah. the welding on that. I'm guessing stainless or yeah. aluminum. Bo did it all himself. Uh, <laughs> I'm I mean, pretty handy, actually. Look at this speed! Wow, just a so a thousand piece of horsepower. Art. A and little over right now. We're we're working in development, and I think uh, ultimately. Uh, uh, we'll we'll get about 1,200 horsepower out of it is what we're trying to achieve. Now I was actually at the at their shop not too long ago, and they had this up on the lift and the back end part, and just the amount of work and the fabrication of the turbos that's underneath that you can't actually see is gorgeous. Yeah. Right, it's got the carbon fiber covers on it. Uh, again, the welds just works of art. And uh, I don't know why I love, I just love the, I, 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 yeah. I can't weld. I, it's one of these things where I do a lot of stuff, but I can't weld. And so I have a crazy appreciation right. for it. Yeah, right. There's very few people that are, you know, really masters at welding. You know? When you take the supercharger off, you're basically left with the lower intake manifold with the, with the uh, intercooler. Yeah. Now, you guys, you just fabricate this upper manifold? Uh, so, yes, yeah, some of that is fabricated. And there's actually, this is uh, from uh, a company that actually has developed uh, this, the twin turbo system uh, for the GT. Oh, great. So some of yeah. it is already, and you're running, some of the R&D has been You're running done. 16, exactly. 16 fuel injectors instead of just eight. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it needs well, fuel. A thousand horsepower is not light on the gas pump. Can we uh, no. fire it up and uh, give it a listen? Uh, absolutely. All right, Matt, you, you stand do the behind honest? it. Uh, sure, sure. Who wants to do it? Huh? Matt, sure, you want to go in there? Go ahead. Bang your feet together before oh. you get in, Matt. <laughs> Come on now. See that? This car's worth more than your what? net worth. And <laughs> even if we parted your body out, let's see, clutch down, neutral. Uh-oh. You got to put a key in somewhere? <laughs> oh. The key so. actually does help to make it work. <laughs> Wow.
I love down. hearing them spool down, yeah. No, don't. No, I think you, you turn the key. He's not used to that. Matt key is thing not anymore. used to the key thing. <laughs> Matt, what's a key? Your '93 Cobra that does not have a push-button start, does it? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is uh, quite a uh, triumph of engineering, Bo. Well, thank you. You guys should uh, be really, really proud of yourself. It, it looks great. The interior, the interior is Ford GT, but it has many other parts on it that yeah. just again the, the the if they had kept the program alive right. I wish they had this is probably where they'd be at a decade on maybe not I'd like with to this think much so. horse maybe not with this much <laughs> horsepower <laughs> all right nice. so uh Bo where do people go if they want to uh check out all things Galpin uh Galpin.com uh, g-a-l-p-i-n and uh, we also have uh, a site for the GTR1 perfect uh so, until next time, this is Adam Corolla for Bo Bachman and Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. <laughs> <laughs>